Hello, welcome to the Daily Scrub Podcast. This is Blair here in Melbourne, here with you for another episode, and uh, still in Melbourne, won't be leaving Melbourne for a while. Looks like uh, the rest of the year will be pretty quiet. We've just been given more instructions about how we're going to progress out of lockdown, and it looks as though we're not. We're just going to be here until every single case of coronavirus gets kind of um, eliminated. So uh, understandable that that's the strategy, but um, it seems like we're forgetting that there's a whole society out there that's also uh, going into complete disrepair. But, um, you know, it's a hard call and... Uh, we'll get through one way or the other I'm sure of that and uh, that's the whole point of this podcast I guess is healing trying to heal and uh, work through the layers that build up inside our bodies inside our minds and and what we do with those once they've once they're there what do we do do we just leave them there and um, build structures on top of them to function and cope with what we've been dealt with or do we uh, scrub away, remove those layers and, and try and feel a bit more about what's going on for us properly. So obviously this wouldn't be the daily scrub if I didn't think it was the second one. Um, and uh, I've taken time during this period, especially this year and the last couple of years, just to do lots of reading and I share some of that with you and um, doing a little bit more today and it struck me how new just it struck me how much we still have to learn about just ourselves as humans like our physiology our psychology some of the forces that are at play like we have really no idea and some of these things are, I think really, really important. Um, and then when you look back at some big breakthroughs in different areas of science, you know, they're 100 years old, like nothing, you know, that's not much time. And, uh, and then the other thing that's, that I'm starting to realize is that all of this knowledge is kind of siloed in certain places and there is some crossover but not as much as you think there might be so um, you know physics and maths and technology kind of go together um, and some and then that does bridge over into kind of spirituality into trying to work which is the same kind of study is how does the world work how does the universe work what's going on and and then other areas like, you know, psychology is siloed from uh, physiology, you know, so, and, and then um, nutrition is siloed from uh, standard, you know, general practitioner kind of medicine, right? So doctors, not doctors that learn how to be GPs, don't learn nutrition, right which is a core factor in our health like everybody knows this like thanks to probably instagram by now but um 
yeah, I mean, in formal study, you don't learn this. And, uh, and it seems like there's a lot of people, like they're not in people, but there's a lot of categories of knowledge, like you progress, but you don't bridge into others, which complements what you're doing. Uh, so where I'm going with this is that, you know, some of the experience I'm having in the work that I'm doing is undefinable in science like you can't there's no science to explain to me what's going on and all i know is that it's very healing and i've got a you know a lot of uh, i you know methods to make it work but i just seem to think that there's so much to learn and so much that people could benefit from with with a deeper understanding of how it's working um but it's it's working in ways that can't be measured, right? And so no one, you know, literally in the in the in the known universe has worked through it, right? It's like this whole realm of uh science that's way you know, that will eventually become understood. But, you know, I was thinking about it today, like it may take hundreds of years still maybe thousands who knows like we don't seem to move along that quick um and i was going to save this topic for another day but science in and of itself has huge barriers because again um scientific uh breakthroughs are made by humans and humans have egos and humans don't like to be proven wrong, especially when they get into positions of authority and, and power. So when we get to, um, you know, a big theory like all the work, say, that Isaac Newton did, right? Um, if he starts, to, and then that's assumed to be completely unquestionably correct, um, then he is, he takes on a huge... Um, he takes on a huge status in society, huge power, and whether I don't, you know, I can't speak for him, but perhaps, you know, a big ego. So if someone came along and said, well, this works here, but it doesn't here, which is what's happened since, you know, the new view is always challenged, even if it's right, even if it's, you know, perfectly right, it's challenged. Um, and there's this great story, I don't know if it's great, but the story of Copernicus, the guy that eventually worked out, this was, he was a Polish guy uh, around about the 16th century who worked out that the earth revolved around the sun, whereas before it was that the earth was the center of the universe and everything revolved around the sun, which made sense because the earth was still and everything moved around it. So why would you think anything different? Copernicus worked out based on following other astral bodies that and planets and things like that, that that was wrong. But he couldn't, he knew that if he shared it, his career would be ruined, his life may be ruined uh, because the, uh, the church had a huge part to play in society and if you went against the church, you would often be killed um, or persecuted or, you know, um, banned from that kind of community and that's what he didn't want and then so what he did was he kept his like his study his research until 
towards the end of his life, he, he, he finally started to share it with people and he got what he was expecting. He got pushback. Um, but I think enough people worked out that it was right, even at the end of his life, for, it, for him to be validated, even though he knew, he knew, because he'd done the work. <laughs> and he was right, right? That's been proven. So, uh, so very interesting. So this is what happens. Um, so, so science is often uh, its own problem because of, you know, human, human problems of, of ego and, and, you know, this idea of, uh, you know, we call it pseudoscience or, or, you know, we, we disparage things that can't be measured or can't be easily validated, you know, like spirituality, you know, and this is awful term woo-woo when we talk about things that we can't explain, uh, which is such a, um, it's such a terrible term, isn't it? Woo-woo, like, you know, and, and sometimes we feel the need to say it just to qualify to ourselves that, sorry, qualify what we're about to say to others. So they kind of put in the context of, you know, they suspend their disbelief if they're not kind of, uh, if they're um, closed-minded to this way of looking at the world. So, hmm, so where am I going with this podcast, you might ask. So where I'm going with it is, is we really do need to start to combine the sciences. It's almost like we need to have a hub and maybe there is such a thing of, of you know, it's like the United Nations of Science where, which includes all manner of inquiry into how the world's working. So, so it does include, um, you know, so yogic philosophy, which is on point with so much of modern medicine as well. Um, and things like that. And then we have, um, you know, everything. So everything gets put into this um, united forum where these ideas can be shared and insights can be gathered because this is the only way we're going to make breakthroughs in whatever it is that we're trying to do. And and what I'm trying to do, I might have said this recently, is I think there's a way to heal that's barely been, that we're nowhere near. I think there's a way that we can heal um through the resolution of things that have gone before us that are held in the body and and see this is part of the problem because we don't know how it's held we know that there's a genetic that we know that there's a generic sorry genetic inheritance for a lot of things and that has only just been recently mapped, like our genome's only been recently mapped. Um, but it's hard for us to... Um, oh, I suppose you could do analysis on, on, on DNA. Um, but then there's this whole 
environmental side, which is energetic, like the, the environmental adjustments made to our uh, genetic code is um, environmental and that has an impact. How it has an impact, this is where we're guessing, but it definitely it does have an impact. And I think, so. and then this is somehow stored in the body that's so, stored so subtly that it does not affect us at all until we kind of put ourselves in situations where the body will instantly change and express through some kind of physical symptom. So I'll give you an example. I was working with a client last week and it was the most amazing session. And what I do with family constellations work is um, is you is you you go into the energy of different people in your family. And I'm not going to tell her story, but she went into the energy of one of her family members, and she she lost the ability to walk. Like she was fine, like there was no issues, but for the time we were doing this exercise, her legs were completely paralyzed. Like she was standing up but she couldn't move, like literally couldn't move if she tried and her legs felt like bricks, okay? And this only came about like she was fine before and after, no issues, but during her phys whole physiology changed, okay? And this was, this was good because once we know what's going on, then we can start to heal those, those parts of the body but what I'm saying is, is the, is we, I'd love to know, this, this is where I'm going to start investigating more and more, is how is this happening? How is this happening? And it combines physiology, it combines psychology, it combines physics. Uh, like there's so many areas of science that this involves. Right, and we need to bring it together, I think, because if we can go back into the past through our own bodies, heal that, okay, and then allow the body to change physiology. What's the word? Sorry, <laughs> just allow the body to change, right, physically. How good we would feel, right? How good we would feel. And then once we feel good, like all everything, all every op opportunity opens up. Like we can do, we're free to connect better with people. We're free to put our energy into our passions. I think this is how we, we this is what we're talking about with our soul. Like I think that is revealed when all of the layers of pain are kind of fleshed out and dissolved away. We kind of get really into our passions, what we're on, like what our, what's driving us. So interesting, um, but we, we're packed on with these layers, just packed on. Um, and see, there's no end to trauma. This is a really rambly podcast. I realize this at this point, uh, but it's Father's Day here, so I get to uh, waffle on if, if you don't mind. 
but just bear with me for a second. Just imagine this. There's just so much trauma inherited, and it can come from just accidents, right? Um, that just hurt our hearts, right? It's the things that hurt our hearts, which, which is basically trauma, right? And this can be anything from you know, a breakup, right? And and breakups happen a lot, okay? And it's not it's not a terrible thing, but they hurt the heart and in some ways that's a trauma to, you know, grief, you know, and again, it can be a peaceful grief. It can be you know, passing of you have a ninety five year old grandmother, right? In a you know, peacefully and you know uh, but that can hurt the heart, and that's in some ways a trauma. And then you can have terrible things like, you know, a, a car accident where, you know, there's there's shock and there's, you know, you know, it can be, you know, really tough. Uh, and that's obviously trauma. Or, or going to war, you know, just another level of trauma. And all of these things hurt us, just hurt the heart, hurt the the physiology of the body. And when we hurt the heart, we contract. The whole body just goes, shrinks. It just shrinks. It just shrivels up to protect itself. It's all, it's all closed in on itself to protect the heart. This is what it's doing. And then we, 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 we pick up just where it's from, and then we kind of build out off that. Um... Yeah. So, but, and imagine if we could, and if we, if we, and we're inheriting all this stuff, right, to a point. This is such a rambly podcast. You're probably all tuned off by now. <laughs> um, but if we could just clear. Clear back three or four generations. There's more, but if we could clear back three or four generations, we can really do a lot of good in the world and do future generations so much good as well. Um, so I might try and wrap it up there. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to call this podcast. It covered quite a few different things, but... Um, but yeah, if I like this idea of the United Nations of Science and bringing it all together so we can make some advancements because there's so much to learn, you know, and we really should be encouraging uh, exploration in any and every field rather than kind of disparaging it with this arrogance that we think we know it all, right? That's kind of where we're at. We're so smart, us humans. We're just so smart. We've got Facebook got the internet, you know, uh, we've got Uber Eats, like how good are we, you know, um, but there's limits. So I'll leave you with that. Uh, thanks for listening to this rambling podcast episode. Uh, I'll try and keep it a little bit more succinct next time, but if you like my stuff, you're probably used to it by now. But anyway, um, thanks for listening and I'll be back with you very soon.